What's up, y'all? This is your boy, Country Boy. I'm from the One Mike Black History Podcast. You can find me at onemikehistory.com. But most importantly, I want to shed a light on my man, D. Merckx, and his quest for 500 episodes. I don't know if you're in the podcast thing, but I need you to know how hard that is and how long you got to work at that and how amazing this accomplishment is. So it's going to be dope. It's going to continue to be dope. So check it out. Watch the ride. Come ride with us. <laughs> yo, 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 drop it for me. You are not tuned in to Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Over Q and the Critical Dub Network, and you are tuned in. To the yeah. It's official, man. Now here's your host, D-Buzz. Let's do it. All right, world. Y'all, y'all see what we doing out here working? Road to 500 It's not a fluke I had to bring This dope guest back We talked about How juggling Being a family man Juggling More than one podcast And still working for a living It's been a good minute (laughs) Consistently supports Me And other podcasters In our community Will help me welcome back From The great state of North Carolina We're going to talk a little bit of Panthers How baby boy's doing But country boy from One mic Can I All I have is Just can I have one mic And Come on y'all Hey y'all Hey y'all I know I got to be myself man And The Cut Podcast Country boy Thank Welcome you. back Thank To the Flagrant 2 Thank you, man. Thank you. It's been a long time, man. I've been looking forward to this. I'm looking forward. I, I always you. look forward to this, man. Man, we have great conversations. Man, and, and like I told you, brother, I don't take that lightly. That we can do what we do, and I want to make sure I just catch up, man. Like you said, from when we last connected, baby boy just got born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's he doing? Yeah, How, he how's fatherhood? Wow. Uh, later. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, it's funny because people early on, people are like, I'm like, does it get better? They're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and, you know, after he's almost, he, he's almost, almost two. He's 20 yeah. months. Yeah. Um, they just trade stuff for new things. Like, you know, he doesn't drink bottles. He drinks out of sippy cups, but now yep. it's him running full speed. He he'll he'll be on the man. His new thing is is climbing up on the couch and then just walking off the side of it like a lemming or something. Like <laughs> my G, I've caught him so many times. I like I don't even know what your plan is. And a couple of times he hit the ground, but mm. he, you know he got them he got them new ACLs. Uh, <laughs> it just, it's just he just bounce. I'm like, you okay? Get back <laughs> up and do it again. I'm like, come on, man. I can't live like this. I can't yeah. keep catching you. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I love it. I love it. It's he's in a great stage. It's really great stage right now, where he just fun, man. You know, when he comes up, they give you a hug, or he's happy to see you after you pick him up for daycare. Man, it's great. It's great. I love it. Good man. Good, good, good. And when we recorded before, one mic was still in the oven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's crazy because um, 
the vision for it, which just came out of thin air. And I think I talked about this the last time is uh, when I was doing the cut, uh, someone asked me what what's the value? You know, where's the value in this? Where's the value? What, what are you offering people other than your personality? You know, and then I, I realized that my personality was not I, I felt it wasn't enough to carry this <laughs> by myself. You so I was like, that. okay, yeah. well, well, how can I who how can I change this up and, and create something that I am equally passionate about and also creates value for my listeners other than my personality? This is where one might comes in and since then man it's it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a whirlwind it, it keeps um you think i would get bored with it but i the more i learn the more i enjoy because i mean i'm just i never went to college i'm not i'm, I'm not a you know black history uh, african-american studies um i don't have a phd i don't have a you know bachelor's none of that stuff i just enjoy it so i'm learning with my listeners and that ability to, to to listen to this stuff and learn this stuff and then go and regurgitate this stuff in conversations or talk to people where they listen to my podcast and it was like man that was great i love that I love this this is you're doing you know you're doing good work that stuff that's what keeps you motivated you yeah. know and also the money because you know i'm making a little money i make a little there money. you go, there you go. <laughs> that, that helps make a little like, money who really want to <laughs> work for free help. though for sure for right sure. right i mean you, you know and you know this if you create anything you should be compensated for it. You should be paid for it. You know, very early on, people were like, it's too early to start, you know, your Patreon and start asking for money. I was like, why? It takes yeah. me hours to do this today as it yeah. would two years from now. Yeah. If 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 I'm creating something, even if you just want to give me $2, I should be able to ask or allow yeah. you to give me $2. Like, right. that's not. So, yeah. Give me my money. So, yeah. So, since then. Right, give me my money. Even if it's not, the, even if I'm not giving that much, yeah. I appreciate the nine Patreon subscribers I have right now. Absolutely, <laughs> that's facts, man. I appreciate and them dudes. One mic, you said you don't have a PhD in African American studies. Didn't go to school for it. Just hits you out of thin air. Like, why? african-american studies or why the history of black america oh, it could wow. have been something oh, else ah uh, well the best the, the the number one thing is that i've always had a passion for history so i don't know i, don't, I can't remember who told me this it might have been my dad it might have been another podcaster but they were always like do what you're passionate about so this is where this comes in. This is me doing what I'm passionate about because I was already passionate about history. And I felt like, it, you know, on another vein that African-American podcasts, like his, black history podcasts by black people was was limited. It was extremely limited. It's only a handful. It's it's very odd to listen to. And, you know, no, no disrespect because a lot of great, um, you know, podcasters of you know the white or other ethnicities yeah. or whatever but it's very odd to listen to a podcast where they talk about our struggle and right. they don't live this struggle that's not right. us like right. when you talk about tuskegee you know tuskegee experiment or the tulsa race massacre from you know as a white guy like that don't it don't hold no no weight for you it it brings me back when i went to the whitney plantation which is in louisiana and it's um it's a slavery museum slash that's plantation good. And and on this plantation is this bell that signaled to the slaves, hey, 
you need to come in and start what you're doing. It's time to eat. It's time to go out to the field. It's time to do whatever. It's it's basically marks a end of something and the beginning of something else in your mm-hmm. day. And and for me as a black man, I'm like I'm not reading that fucking bell. That's yeah. struggle. That's my yeah. people right there. Right. But the yeah. other people, <laughs> they came with that bell, just ringing his cuz. I'm gonna need you to stop. I'm gonna need yeah. you not to do that. Yeah. Not to do that. It's not a fun time. It's not playground. Yeah. <laughs> we're not that's at good. disney world <laughs> right 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 that's good man and like i told you to be able to create a lane that i haven't seen in my years of doing this continue to keep up the great work and i would pay <laughs> to see to hear and see if you ever were to have you know a live show or a virtual event or anything yeah. like that i will support yeah. because we didn't come to school or we didn't go yeah. to school in our time they would really talk about things like this we had to come do this on our own yeah. so for you to yeah. so many of these things man many of these things we just we didn't know you didn't know you had no idea like no. you know i remember watching a video on the tulsa massacre and one of the kids one of the guys in the story was like i live in today's greenwood which is you know the area the district black wall street he's like i live in that district and i knew nothing about this i had no idea it existed and that's the level of of disservice that they're doing that the the whitewashing of our history it's not it's not right so this is why you know i feel like this is important even if you're not listening to me just history in general you should really know your history and and you'll see that a lot of parallels and things that happen today (laughs) they it's not it's not new under the sun this thing this stuff been done before (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and and when i think of one mic and i even want to feature when time permits i didn't even tell you this welcome to flaking too in this case but why not sports man (laughs) kind of talk about like Jack Johnson and some of the athletes uh, of yeah. the day that yeah. my Why Not Sports listeners yeah. can get from Country Boy, yeah, some insight that maybe I know I haven't hit on. So, without giving it all away, just give yeah. us a tidbit from the athletic standpoint, man, of some of the greats that you've been able to talk about on one mic. Man, oh wow, that you can I haven't even share. done. Uh, I haven't even done Jack Johnson like as an episode, but I did a lot of the research. And one of the great things about Jack Johnson that I love so much, especially from that time period, because he came from a time period of you know uh, Pleasant versus Ferguson, which means you know separate but equal, which means basically they're going to be a black, a cut what they call it, a colored heavyweight colored, champion, yeah. and they're going to be a white heavyweight champion, and you neither will these two Fight. shall meet. Yep. So. Black Johnson fought hard. He, because this just happened. The 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 anniversary of when he won the title from Tommy Burns happened. I think about three or four week, three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he he had he went all over the world chasing after this dude for a shot at nice. the title. You know what I'm saying? And then when he finally got the shot, and there was no chance of this cat with it, he prolonged this fight just so I could let you know. Who the who the who the real one is, and during that time period that he was that he was the champion that early early twentieth century time period it's it's um it's really called a low point in race relations and the 
um you know, the rise of of the new Negro. It's it's when people, black folks, put away that old slavery mindset and try and and we're pushing forward into hey, this is the person that we want to be, and it kind of led to a change in mindset that led to the civil rights movement. Well, mm-hmm. during that period, the person who most epitomized the new Negro <laughs> was Jack Johnson. Jack yeah. Johnson was, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do me. I don't care what you think about me. I'm gonna drive fancy cars. I'm gonna wear these furs. I'm gonna date this white woman in yes. a time when, <laughs> when yeah, that, that was wasn't not happening. okay. Yeah, that was yeah. not happening. And he's dared you. And if you put him in there with someone like Jim Jeffers, like Tommy Burns, I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Say something. And right. when it happened, when he beat Jim Jeffers in 1909, it started a, a race riot. It was so distraught. I love it. It was so distraught. They started writing about this. This is the kind of person. This is what happens when we excel in this world. How mm. they feel about us? That that did you that that him losing to Jack Johnson? What caught was enough for you to burn down or or fight a black person right next to you? That's how yeah. you feel. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's amazing. It's amazing. I would. I. There is there is more. There are more. I have more to give. <laughs> I don't want to give all of it away, but yes, Jack Johnson's amazing, and it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm definitely going to do his story. I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> I knew you but, was highly interested. That's why I brought that up. And yeah, thank you, I, by I, the way, I am. I, am, I, I can am. tell. I love it. I and then um, again, this is the flagrant two, where our guests get to just tell their truth, tell their story, tell any story. Without no judgment And also for the people that listens To this great episode This is going to be some heat For why not sports When it comes to the black <laughs> athlete yeah. In the 19th 18th century or just in general Any yeah. century We can in even general. talk about today's in athletes general. For sure for sure. I did ask for two So I need one more And then we'll go to the next part of the show So I need wow. another athlete Wow Joe Lewis. We can talk about Joe Lewis. We can, we can, it could be boxing, football, baseball, basketball. You know, that's what I really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball, basketball is really a sport. Man, I don't know anyone else off the top of my head, okay. sports wise, that as mo- as well as I know, I, I know Jack Johnson. I, I will say, you know, this about you know that era. The, you know, the, the Jim Browns, the Muhammad Ali's, the the the. Uh, um Doja Bars is that during that time period, especially especially um Muhammad Ali, he put a lot on the line for himself. You know, Muhammad Ali got was drafted and his ability to tell them that no, I'm not gonna fight because during that time it was a lot of especially during the sixties, it was a lot of social social unrest. Yeah, in general, not just with black people, but with white people, they were protesting the war. They were uh, black folks were. Um, it was around the time where we felt we were a little disenchanted with Martin Luther King, and we felt like we needed a bit more activism. We needed to be a bit more proactive to get the things that we mm. that we deserve. So, so when you when you have a time like that, one of the reasons where you can quell a lot of that is to have a draft. Is to have, <laughs> hey, we're gonna. Oh, y'all want to march? Well, how about we just ship, ship your black ass overseas? Yeah. How about yep. how about that? How about yep. that? Fact. So when you have a guy like Muhammad Ali, who they drafted, and he's like, nah, I ain't going over there because they 
the Viet Cong never called me a nigga. That stuff, that stuff, that stuff matters. And politically, politically, it matters. And one of the greatest reclamation stories is Muhammad Ali because there was a time when he was the most hated man in sports. And for now, for people to see him as 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 a hero and as a um, you know one of the greatest boxers of all time, I man, that stuff is wonderful. That's, that's that's kind of story everybody wants to have. <laughs> but like you said, there was a period to where yeah you couldn't say his name if you even no no yeah they wouldn't even call him his by his name when he changed his name to Muhammad Ali they was Clay from, yep. still call Muhammad him Clashes Clay yeah. that's yeah. how disrespectful Disrespect. is that yes yeah yeah that's good yeah. listeners like Murph I can't wait till you bring him on why not sports for this I'm <laughs> I'm excited I don't even like sports hey y'all that's why I had to do it give y'all an in, insert of the type of heat we got coming for 2022 and like I told you man yeah, I know you dope. more than just black history but i wanted to focus on that this particular episode because yeah i know one of my goals as my kids get older for them to know about history even including myself because one in my knowledge of history one history tends to repeat itself and two a lot of the signs before these big events Mm mm-hmm we're letting you know either what to expect or how to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Right. In my mm-hmm. opinion. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to be flawless right. to where it won't never happen again, but certain things that has happened, and I'm sure you can attest to some of the things that has happened earlier in our times, if it came back close yeah. to full circle, things of the past kind of helped you yeah. navigate to where you yeah. weren't fully affected as those uh-huh. that were in the past. Exactly. Exactly. You see things, um, you know, when you start looking at history, you you can see parallels in the things that were done in the past and how they're continuing Come to on. do that, thing, especially when it comes to in relation in relation to to black people. Because yeah. I think, um, God, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name, but she, she the, the lady who um, gets credit for publishing the the, the sixteen nineteen project, the book. Um, I can't remember her name, but I remember she was in for a, a professorship in North Carolina. They found out about the whole critical race theory idea in the book, and then she didn't end up with her tenure. Anyway, Nicole I follow- Jones. There you go. There you go. That's it. All right, because her, her name on Twitter is like Ida Bay Wells, and that's yeah, how yeah. I see. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's how I see. Yeah. Anyway, she posted earlier about how they treat Ida Bay Wells. Ida, Ida B Wells. Ida B Wells. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Right. How they treated her, the actual person. Right. How they were, you know, mean and hateful to her, and and I commented back that, that all Ida B. Wells was attempting to do was fight for the equality of African Americans, and that none of that has changed. You can see that in parallels right now. That if you, because it with her, she, all all the sixteen nineteen project was was doing, it's like hey. This is what happened. This is what you did. And these are the parallels of what's going on right now. And it's sparked this whole critical race theory. People don't even know what it is. It's just a buzzword now. Yeah. <laughs> but they hate her. Yeah. <laughs> they hate her. They don't even know what she is. They hate yep. her. Yep. See that stuff? Every day. Every day. Why do you think that is, man? Lack of knowledge. Don't want to face the fact that discrimination, racism is still alive. Oh, wow, man. 
um you know a lot of times and i i think uh mitch mcconnell was like uh slavery was he was talking about reparations but he was like slavery was so long ago none of us were alive during it because the the thing that you've done to black people is not they're not just around slavery it's been a constant fuckery for (laughs) for for the last 400 500 years up i mean even still today so when you say things like hey that was so long ago no because ruby ruby bridges was is only 65 years old and those people in the pictures that are stalking her that are behind her those grant those grandparents the people that are alive right now that's their grandparents they're like mm-hmm. one generation removed that's from it. that level of racism and they and they hate that that's one of the worst things they could ever see is like the picture of ruby bridges with their grandmother in the back <laughs> yeah. cussing at her trying to throw yeah. a rock at her at a six-year-old so yeah. i mean that hate that hate has been it's been passed down ever man lyndon b johnson has and it, it, it's such a good quote that it feels like a lie it can like you know when you said this but basically he said if if you tell the poorest white man that he is better than the highest black dude or any person of color he will let he will he will rob let you rob him himself so basically what this means is is that all i have to do is tell you that you're better than any black person or any person of color and you will give everything in your pockets because you got this feeling that no matter how big my bad how bad my day is i'm better than him i'm Mm -hmm. better than this guy you have a common i have a common enemy and then you don't see the person behind you who is who's stealing your wallet who's robbing you blind because your your enemy is you're pointing the wrong direction so this is, this is mostly what this is this is the white elites telling poor white people that hey at least you're better than a black person and one day maybe you'll be like me and when in reality there's little to no chance and we all have the com- same common enemy and that's elites rich <laughs> class <laughs> you know and here we are of course I'll yeah yeah, yeah, here yeah, yeah. No, no no doubt no doubt no doubt no doubt no doubt here we are, twenty twenty two, basically, right, and we still talking about the same things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And in some respects, it feel like we might be mo- we moving backwards. <laughs> feel like it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. In my time, I was just having a conversation with my pops about this. How when I was younger. I felt like we was more inclusive. Now that I've gotten older, it's like now we're starting to be so divided in our own mm-hmm. ways, man. Mm-hmm. Like with my family, like Every- if I was going to an elevator and from like going to a hotel, we going on a trip. Other persuasions will let us go and they won't come in at all. I'm like, it's only yeah. four yeah. of us. It's a big yeah. ass elevator. It's it's. it's- one is it's all good and two yeah i want to touch especially with covid but i'm just like man well here's a a crazy part i should be afraid of you you're the threat (laughs) they're the threat (laughs) that's a good perspective yeah we're not afraid of y'all at all right right yeah right 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 Right. like in your perspective you're like you she's clutching her purse but in my mind i'm thinking this lady could call the police on me for nothing 
Just yeah. no reason at all. Hey, this black guy is in this elevator with me, and I'm scared. I'm scared of him. How many times have the police shot a black man over the idea that he could have a gun, over the threat mm -hmm. that he could have a gun, over the, like, just my presence, just me being here has you afraid for your life. Yeah. So I sh I'm the one that's scared. <laughs> I'm the one that's scared. That's I don't good. run at night because of that very reason, because I'm afraid that I'm a scared white person. Yeah. Or like when I run up behind him, I'm like, hey, on your left. Yeah. On on your yes. left, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, just let me get through. <laughs> yeah, just let Damn. me get through, my G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you just so said that's... something though. Don't so, or, or, being cautious of running that night. That's oh, real. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. real. My wife won't even let me. She won't even let me run at night. Mm. She won't even allow it because she's afraid of what might happen. I. This is funny with wives because wives. They care more about your well-being than you care about yourself. And it's an odd feeling. Because for yeah. me, I'm like, man, fuck them. Exactly. Fuck them. They feel yeah. the way they feel. They feel the way they feel. But she's like, no, no. You need to be you careful. Me. It's you crazy out here. Your family. You got a son. Yeah, you have a family. You have people that, re that, that rely on you. You can't get caught up in no foolishness. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You right. You right. Yeah. You right. <laughs> That's real. That's right. real. Just, just like we're road rage. Mm -hmm. At least here yeah. in Houston. Exactly. Ten years ago, the big homie like, yeah. what? Uh, just yeah. If they don't hit us, let them blow. Let them keep moving, Derek. You, you got a family. Yeah. You got yeah. your kids back there. Just so, Chill. My, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they absorb a, that stuff. The babies, the babies absorb yes, that. They yes. see that energy. <laughs> yes. But as a man, though, I told her I can only allow so much of my quietness to be. Yeah. 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 My, my my alpha side gonna kick in. But I do see your perspective, which makes a lot of sense. It's not worth it because of the potential consequences. Right. They didn't harm us, but if it's to a point to where. Yeah, they gonna test my yeah. manhood. Then yeah, it's gonna be a problem. I, I hold back. Yeah, yeah, one hundred. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. And 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 it's been it's been times where that's happened to me too. Once again, and this is why it's good. It's good that wife is here because she can kind of she can kind of bring me back. She can reel me yeah. in. Because yeah. there's been times I'm like, yo, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> and she's like, nah, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. And it, and it, my son didn't even he didn't exist at the time. She was like. Hey, don't do that. I still need you here. <laughs> yeah, I real. still need you here. I got them listeners like, man, Murph, we needed this episode. This is what you've been holding on for a minute. I got, I mean, I got some more heat, y'all. <laughs> this is with myself and Country Boy. I know as a black man, and he talks about history and different events on, especially on one mic, and we're sharing personal stories that a lot of people. Don't hit on in the podcast community or just in media itself. So, like right, you said, right. oh, being no. cautious of uh, running at night, like the elevator situation with me, and just in general, we can probably talk for hours about situations to where the wives yeah. or our families like just chill out, chill out. But yeah, yeah. When is enough enough? That's the main question, though. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question too. I don't know. Okay, I so never we're in the same boat. Was enough is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never know. I have to have someone else tell me. Hey, chill, chill, yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, brother, for listening 
and it nothing going to that peak to where like you said how many of us are no longer here due to the fact yeah we were a threat yeah and this is one of the reasons why i don't i don't carry i have my i have my license but i haven't actually bought a weapon Mm. because i'm afraid i'm afraid of that responsibility and my temper and with the things that come along with mm. with that responsibility and it's like for the fact i don't really feel like i could ever you know i mean wow I, i'm i'm down to talk to talk shit all day i don't really want to to shoot someone <laughs> yeah. i don't really feel like i can live with myself the act yeah. the act regardless right actual act of that so yeah regardless no, no matter if he warned it if it was completely warranted he was breaking in my house i still shot and kill someone he's this a, a person is not going home to their family mm. yeah and that's that's a lot that's, that's that's heavy so but you know family family's changed that i might have to get get over it because you know like like you like we said earlier you got people that are re, relying on you and you know you're gonna have to get out your feelings if somebody breaking into your house <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey i did a show uh, a few months back like uh it's either me or you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you and mine, yeah. my property. Yeah, yeah no. big dog. And, and you mean? and you in Texas too. Yeah, man, y'all real loose. One hundred, <laughs> dude. That's why I said that road rage at least once a week, man. Somewhere in Texas, road rage. Somebody didn't die or damn near in ICU. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm it, like, nah. Yeah, it's y'all, crazy, you man. can keep going. I don't need none of that. I don't need none of yeah. that heat. I back up off. I see him coming. I'm like, hey, you can have this lane. Yeah. You trying to weave in tra- traffic? Let me slow down. I, yeah. Hey, you ain't the driver you think you are. <laughs> That's real. That's real. And someone was talking to me about like like Harriet Tubman and those back in the day, as far as having some type of machine machinery or protection. They were saying, do it for the ancestors. Do it for them, even if you know, hey. It, it, they was a pioneer. They was able to not only to save their life, but other people's lives because yeah. they were a prime yeah. example. Just to give you a different perspective. Like I said, I get it. Like me, I'm a nice guy. I do. Like I have a family. However, yeah. when we when is enough enough? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I can get I can get behind that. Because one of the things that I was telling people about, you know, gun ownership, like just the idea of black people owning guns or the rise in, in African Americans owning guns, that's 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 scary to them. Like one in in California, when the Black Panthers were first getting started, the Come one on. they were started to protect against um police brutality, right? In uh Oakland. They would start against police brutality in Oakland. So what they would do, they would follow cops around with the with the heat like visual in the car like you could stick it the cops could see it and they would pull a brother over they would just sit there and just watch them as the police were doing their thing and sometimes they would get out with their weapons and i'm gonna tell you what talking about the fear the fear of god that it's put in the police so what happened was is this was such an issue it um the state legislature in California wrote the Mumford Act, which is basically disallow open carry. Like you couldn't have an open carry weapon in your car like that at all. And it basically took away 
this the method that the Black Panthers were using to fight against uh, police brutality in in Oakland at the time, and they had to do start doing other other methods of. That's when they started getting into social groups mm-hmm. and and doing free free breakfast and and basically changing the image because they were pretty radical. But to the point is that a black man ownership of a weapon in California was enough to completely change the laws and not much has changed today. If you have a high level of, you didn't have to own a gun, but just having a license is enough for them to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is, this is a white person pursuit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. You can have one. I mean, a legal one, but that's not, that's not good enough. They need to know that you have it. The, right. the, they need to know that it exists and that you're a black person and that's enough for them to change things, at least in my estimation. This is what Mike thinks. It's good. It's good. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Mike thinks. To that point about the Black Panthers, I know I, ain't, I don't get too deep, but because of that, you're on the flag too. Because Big dog, all, you're giving us some history. <laughs> okay, we need this because of that heat that they brought and the Mumford Act, which was signed into law by by then California Governor Ronald Reagan of all people. Um. I know, right? I know, right? That <laughs> motherfucker. That motherfucker. Y'all but, can see our faces right now. Yeah, right. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover took an especial, like, oh, what is this? What are these Negroes doing? And he was already running Pro. He was already watching. Um, it was started to, to watch communist groups, Communist USA. And then it was moved over to uh, civil rights organizations. But when he saw these Negroes, and this was around 68, 67, 68. Right after that was the presidential election. Nixon, Nixon gets elected. Nixon ran on on we gone on conservative uh fears of basically Black Panthers, civil unrest, all these people protesting the Vietnam War. So as soon as he got in office, his first thing he did was like. I want these niggas to be our uh, 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 full focus. So after that, because of the Mumford Act, because of what they were doing, they got the full weight of the FBI, federal government on the Black Panthers, on dismantling them. This is why so many of them got shot. So many of them died. Fred Hampton, all that stuff. You this talked about that on, related. some of it on the, Fred, the death of Fred Hampton uh, a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's directly related to the stuff that happened with the Murford Act and their level of gun ownership. So it didn't even just happen in California. That stuff, the the fact that they were owning guns and carrying guns and was very visible with that went all the way up to the to the, the top of the federal government and they put their full weight down on them to say that this is not this is not okay. This is why they don't exist now. <laughs> so and and and, you, and and to that point where they're like do it for your ancestors there's some there's some weight there there, there is some truth there because you know they are afraid of us especially with us with with guns even if you're not shooting someone just the fact you own one man hey, country boy i got them listeners like murph you got to bring him <laughs> back for real whether it's why not sports or another fragrance <laughs> two joint because one murph we love your guests we do we promise we love you but to hear some history behind history from a brother, yeah, we we need that. We need that. I appreciate you, man. Um, so thank you, thank you. 
it's another episode that you did about a month and a half ago I want to hit on but the, mm-hmm. the death of Fred Hampton was a good one but for me the immortal woman the Henrietta Lacks oh. story Man, I, 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 I gotta get that. you to talk more about that oh, here. Man. I, I was, and, and I was saving Henrietta Lacks because I wanted to do a series on just black women, just, just completely on black women. Um, but when her family sued the pharmaceutical companies, I was like, no time, like tonight, right, right now. I have, I have answers. I have more answers. I have more things to give. And also, you know, Henry Lack's story is not really about her per se. It's more about her sales. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so it's okay that I do this. I do this now. And and, and don't worry, I'm still going to do black women. <laughs> I want to kind of do like a women in the movement thing. Yes, where, where I do Ida B. Wells. I do Ida B. Wells, and 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 um, you know, people like that. But anyway, uh, one of the great things about Henrietta Lacks is that her sales did so many different things and helped so many different people. And while the cancer that she had and it was and its ability to um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh I don't want to say procreate, but multiply or how how aggressive it was is one of the reasons why her sales are so amazing because the sales they took from her without her consent, by the way. Uh, without her knowledge, the cells that they took from her were uh, uh, used to create virology. One of the reasons why we have a COVID-19 vaccine, why there are people like like Fauci who do this for a living, is because of Henrietta Lacks. Because her cells would allow people to be able to inject her cancer cells with viruses and study how it reacted. And when they died, you could just go back and create. You had I can create a hundred more just like it. Up until that point, they were using monkeys. The monkeys were expensive and they died. It, it was not, it didn't work. So she was she was an extraordinary woman. Her story was extraordinary. And the 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 things that she had to deal with in her body, her body was pretty much all one big cancer cell by the time she died. And that level of aggression is the reason why her cells are so amazing and why they're still immortal and why we're still using them today it's because <laughs> she died for this you know what i'm saying mm. and and through all of this through all of this her uh, uh she was her family was never compensated her family never even sued until recently i when i did the story i was like you guys didn't sue like why yeah. would you not right because uh, dur- during the story i told a story about a white guy Named Joe Moore, something more, who found out that a similar thing was being done to him in his cells. His one of the proteins in his cells was uh, abnormal, and they were able to use it for pharmaceuticals. His cells were valued at at the time at four billion dollars. Right, this was in eighty seven, eighty mm. at the time. So he sues and like he sues. He's like, yo. I should have control over my cells. <laughs> why can I not? Why? Why would you allow to take my cells and not give me anything for them? And it went all the way up to the California Supreme Court, and they basically said that that your cells were trash when they're cut out of your body without your with the without your consent. You don't own it. You know mm. it's trash, and that 
only based off this person's human ingenuity were they able to take your cells and make something valuable out of it so basically it's like someone digging through your trash and then making a sculpture out of it that's trash no longer belongs to you even though it was even though it was and and it would be like someone going in your house and deciding that something was trash. This is trash. I'm taking it. It's now mine. Well, hold on, cuz I haven't yet decided that that was trash yet. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So her story, her story is is amazing. I think her family deserves every dime that they have coming to them. But the things that they were able to accomplish medically with her sales we would man it pushed it pushed medical science forward 20 30 years with just the availability of her sales yeah so it leaves me in a weird place because on one part i'm like you really explore exploited this woman but on the other hand you did a lot of good things with it and that's (laughs) and that hurts that hurts me to say (laughs) yeah Yeah. And, and that's why i wanted to hit on that man just to pay respect and homage to her but also yeah, to let man. the listeners know, like you have some content that you gotta listen, man. You you gotta get yeah. up on things that are not being discussed on a lot of outlets and a lot of media platforms. Yeah. To where if you're not up on game or just about us, yeah, we lose it out. Yeah. And I, I include myself yeah. that I got I will do a better job, you know, with and, knowing and who we are. One of the great things about about this, especially you know, when you start doing episodes about Henry Lax, Tuskegee experiment, because a lot of this stuff has come back up recently with COVID, and you want to kind of know what is the actual history behind this, or what was actually done to Black people. If I'm going to be able to, if I'm going to talk about this or discuss this, I need to fully understand these cases and what was that, what was done to Black people. And mo- and and with these cases, what you find out is that it was almost always consent. They never asked you, "Can I? Can we use you?" You know, mm. it's it, they just assume that you should be on board. And informed consent is like it comes up time and time again with black people. They just do things to us and never ask us whether or not we want to be a part of this, whether or not we want we're on board. And 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 compensation. That if I'm not gonna tell you, if I'm not asking you your consent, I'm definitely I'm not definitely paying not you gonna no pay money. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not paying you any money. And this is the, this is this is the important thing because it, it comes with with everything because they're just used to just using black people as they see fit. For whether that's medically, whether that's for free labor, slavery, uh, cheap workforce, sharecropping, it comes up time and time again. It's always about your choice. It's always mm. about choice. Man, that's good. That's good. Well, I don't want to. Um, man, this is good. But we're gonna we're gonna change it a little bit, man. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a little about sports, man. Because uh, not why not sports, by the way. But uh, you in Carolina. <laughs> What's, what's yeah. up with Cam, man? Were you glad that Cam came oh, back to man. be a, a Panther after his journey? I was happy at first. Okay. I was happy at first. Um, after that Arizona game, I was like, oh, yeah, we about to be good. We about to be good. You watch me. Watch me. We about to be good. We beat the best team in the league. I think the Hornets had beat Golden State that same weekend. The Panthers beat Arizona. The Hornets beat Golden State. Song. I'm ready. Charlotte. And hot. 
yeah, we hot. Cam's back. Yeah, we great. And then we found out this team is not it's not very good. <laughs> and and while Cam is not playing extraordinary, we might have man the worst offensive line in the league. Say, we might. You see, the your running back didn't come back. Right, right. He like nah, right. I ain't yeah, playing and, with this line. <laughs> and, and since Cam been there, he been our best running back. Yeah. He's been our best running back. So it's 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 been a rough ride. And I I at least figured, I mean, we knew our offensive line wasn't great, but I at least figured that our defense would hold would our our defense would hold serve. And they just gotten progressively worse. I I don't I feel like someone found like the key. (laughs) Like up that that first six, you know, eight to ten games, our defense was like top notch. And then uh, what happened? I think it was the the, the Redskins game. They just like they the Washington West, national they team. The national team. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna get. They're gonna get yeah, on. Yeah. Washington, fo- Washington football team. I'm sorry. <laughs> I spent I spent 40 years with the Redskins. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the um, listeners are thinking when they hear this big dog. That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I gotta get better. I gotta get better. Washington football team. Um. So we played them, and they just felt like they just knew knew where we were weak. They just they knew like that right side. Oh, we man. can exploit this right side, and they went at it hard. And ever since then, everybody right side, right side, right side, right side, right side, and we've been just. <sighs> I can see our rushing our rushing numbers. I think by that time we were like tenth in rushing rush defense, and then it was like twelfth, and then it's fifteenth, and now it's nineteenth mm-hmm. <laughs> because they just know where we're weak, and they're going at it hard. And when yeah. you're in those short down and distances, because you know you're picking up five, six yards on first down, that puts you in a second, second and four, second and five. You might pick up a couple yards, you might run again, and yeah. now you're in a short third down. And yeah. that you can't, you, you're not gonna win very, you're not gonna stop very many teams in third and two, third and three, third and one. Yeah. So this is what's killing us. It's killing us. And then when we get the ball, you get <laughs> three and out. Get yeah, shit right back to him. Go yeah. on ahead. Go on ahead and run it down our throats again. Get, yeah. Run deep. What a defense ass out. So yeah. I love I love Cam. Um, I honestly wish he just would have stayed away. Not not because I don't love Cam, just because this team sucks. Matt Rule sucks. You deserve better than this. You deserve okay. a better, you know, comeback than to deal with whatever this is. And honestly, I, I wanted to see Sam Donald. I want to see De- Sam Donald. Get the brunt of this bullshit, cause he's yeah. he, he's the guy to rule pick. This the guy. This is the guy you pick. This yep. is your bed. I want you to lay in his bed. <laughs> As you can you tell, said I'm a something fan, though, man. big dog, where you talk about us being the outlet. Sound like Cam's the outlet for he decisions, is. and you can tell. You can tell made. when he brought a camp in <clears throat> that rule, cause rule was want to make the decision or to cut him. He definitely didn't want to bring him back. He definitely wasn't on board with him. And you can see it within his criticisms because when he criticizes Sam Donald, he's like on that team shit. We all the team. I was like, the team didn't throw it three interceptions. He threw one of them right to the defender. I saw right. it. I seen it. And then when you talk about Cam, like Cam can't do this. Cam can't do that. Cam has to do better. So you can see it in his criticisms that he did not, he did not want Cam here. Cam was not his choice. Right? And and I don't want to say things. Are, I don't want to say that it has a racist intent, but I will say this: 
last year when we had Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, he had some of the same criticisms for Teddy. He would have very direct, you cannot mm. throw three interceptions. Teddy cannot throw three interceptions. Teddy cannot fumble the ball. When we can bring in Sam Donald, and hey, he maybe he light, maybe because he lighter skin, maybe because he's the guy that you picked. You know what I'm saying? But it has some very mediocre white guy overtones. I watched this guy be trash continuously all year. All year. And the only thing you've done is make excuses for his trashness. I'm just saying. I don't want to say it's racist, but it feels. It feels. <laughs> feels racist. Talking to the host <laughs> of One Mic, a history podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. If you don't, if you if you don't, if you don't believe me, it's fine. It's fine. This is what this is just opinion. Like when I talk about history, history of facts, you can't dispute that. That's that. Hey, I say that with my chest, with my yeah. chest out. That's the real. This is what these these things happen. Yeah. When I get on the cut, those are my opinions. You can disagree <laughs> with them. Everybody has one. I'm giving you my opinion now. Yeah. You can hate it or love it. That's it. That's it. Well, the listeners, they're <laughs> loving it. It's a different perspective. Whether we, you know, spoke on history and even from someone that lives in the state, you know what I mean. Every sports team they get different media coverage. That ESPN, yeah. Fox yeah. Sports, oh, the yeah. you know the bigger media platforms don't even hit on. It's usually like you said, all cam yeah. numbers, but they're not saying what you're saying about Matt Rule. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, unless you're there no, and you and see not. consistently. Yep. I know that. Man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. Honestly, the level of hatred that Cam gets is so unwarranted. And it's not just from white people. It's from everybody. It's from brothers. The the people who don't want to give Cam his due, who don't want to who who make excuses for other quarterbacks and never make those same excuses. Man, they make the same excuses for Cam. They're like Cam's not playing well. Well, Cam's only been here three weeks, and he also playing behind a terrible line who they, they my tackles are basically turnstiles. But if 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 Carson Wentz were to live under this same world, you would be making excuses excuses for him left and right. And I'm watching Carson Wentz play behind one of the best lines in the in the game, or Baker Mayfield play behind one of the best lines in the game and play terribly. And still, oh man, he'll get it. It'll come around. They All running right. backs are carrying Whatever. the offense with the help of the offensive line exactly. for both teams. If if Jonathan Taylor and Chubb and all it well, basically it's basically the offensive line. Anybody can run behind that line that they have. But <laughs> if they weren't there, that line was not existent. Facts. You know, you'd still be making excuses for their play. That's good. That's <laughs> you know, good. like Jonathan Taylor is 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 the only thing the reason why you're here. It's the only reason why you're here. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm brothers saying. back. But the, my hey, hey, but but the Hornets are good. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. If <laughs> They add one more piece with experience. They have the core. You got Scary Terry. Yeah. You got um, obviously uh, Mello. You got Miles. Yeah. Yo, Miles. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's a beast. Dude, like you got three from one through three, you solid. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. They're fun to watch. The Hornets yeah, are great. Part. Yeah, it's the best part. The 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 only problem that I have with the Hornets, well, two. One, they need a real center. Like I would, 
Like they don't, they don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be someone. You know, they don't have to have you know Aiton or somebody or Embiid. But it'd be nice to have a le- like a guy who's legit seven feet and don't mind rebounding and blocking shots and and running the pick and roll and catching long. That's all I need from you. And Javel now McGee? we have Plumley, and Plumley is just not good at. No. He can kind of do those things, not but he consistent. gets muscle. If it's in the taller defenders, oh, that's a wrap. He struggles. Yeah, it's a wrap. Like he played against the Jazz, and of course, um, Rudy Gobert. Gobert is he's he's seven four. I get it. But he should not go for twenty five rebounds. Like somebody, and then they got Hassan Whiteside too. So them Jazz actually, that's yeah. what y'all should get. They got Hassan Whiteside. They don't need him. He go to that's Charlotte. Ex- that's exactly. And and he from Gastonia. And he from down the street. He local. <laughs> he local. That's the answer right sense. there. Hassan Whiteside that is, that to Charlotte. Is. There it is. Yeah. So I was but the second problem is they don't play no team defense. They don't play any. Mm-hmm. Like they could do it for a quarter or like. They could do it for spurts. like stretches, spurts, but for 48 minutes, like I need this level because everybody wants to get buckets. Everybody wants to dunk the highlights behind the back. And that's great. Showtime. I love it. But the defense, the defense, it has to be there. It has to be there. But you're not going to win very many games. You're not going to get the, all the breaks and the dunks and the lobs without defense. <laughs> Facts. Got to have a defense. You got to have that defense there. So anyway. They'll be all right. They'll get it together. <laughs> They'll get it together. We're probably about one or two pieces away. We one or two pieces away. But in the meantime, before we get those pieces, we're fun to watch. So I you watch are. them because they they have break from the Panthers. <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, y'all yeah. and uh yeah, I said y'all and the Carolinas hang in there for sure. We try. We try. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. The Panthers been bad for shoot. What is this? Four, five seasons in a row. I mean, we're talking like not even five hundred, like five and eleven. You know, five and, and ten. You know, come on, cuz I can't live like this. I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> I know some of my uh, avid flagrant two listeners. Thank y'all for tuning in. First time listeners, what up, Murph? We don't want to hear the sports talk, but hey, y'all, okay. y'all gotta hear some of this, okay? I got country boy. Yeah, you gonna get here. It. We we gonna talk a little bit. <laughs> But we did give you guys at yeah, least yeah. 20 minutes of some history. Okay. Right, right. You yeah. and, and we Renaissance men. We 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 are we are versed all the way around. You gotta That's have, it. you know, versatile pursuits. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. When right. I seen Christian McCaffrey not want to play for multiple seasons, yeah. granted injuries, yeah. I get it. I from uh, someone in Houston, Texas, I did not see the pursuit. To want to come back to that team, from no, I didn't what either. I've seen on not for a guy. Panthers.com, NFL, different sources. Let me let me tell you what what happened that game. He turned his he now he granted he 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 hadn't been back long. I think he was he came back. He played maybe once game, and that was like his second game back. He hadn't played very much season. He hurt his ankle early. He spent uh, he went on IR. That put him out what six weeks or so. He comes back. And two games in, he hurts his ankle again. He's on the sidelines. He's walking around. He ain't got a noticeable limp. He has no issues from a, from an outside observer. And I granted, I ain't in there. I ain't in the medical tent. Right, but right. Rule after the game, rules like he could have come back. He, you know, we think he's fine. He got him. He tweaked his ankle, minor issue. And then the next day, he like. He on IR. He out for the year. Wait a minute. We got like eight games left. How you hurt your ankle? And now you out for the year. 
like something something don't it don't smell right honestly i'd be extremely surprised if rule makes it past the end of the season i know a lot of and you know uh organizations don't like to fire coaches in the middle of the season and i get that but i'd be surprised if you see him here next season because i don't see a team that the guys are really willing to buy in to what he's selling anymore and and to that point one of the things he the worst things he did was not hire someone with nfl coaching experience on his staff so most of his staff or the staff that he had at Rutgers, that he had at baylor and that that shit don't work on adults like that your that drive that your willingness to motivate guys who who got kids and a family that don't work like a 19 you know when yeah. they're 19 or 20 them guys they ain't getting paid they already here for the love so they'll run through a brick wall for you just just so gp but you right. have to motivate those older players and they're not hearing <laughs> that that same stuff you're telling yeah and, and you don't you don't know what you don't know you right. don't know what you don't know so when you're when you're when you're coming from college to the nfl to the nfl you need someone with nfl coaching experience just to say, show you how to navigate things hey this is what could happen this is what happened oh don't do that don't do that that this is what's going to happen you have to have someone here to tell you how things are going to shape because if you don't have that there and you walk that path the players will know the the, yeah. the media gonna know and they already calling us out because urban yeah. meyer not here now to to give us a shield now rule is that is is there they turn their focus and now oh yeah carolina's a clown show yeah 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 it's been this way all season it's all <laughs> it's been this way all year <laughs> you guys just had to you was distracted <laughs> but yeah well but yeah man it'll get better hey y'all why y'all see i had to bring country boy back it's always a great time i'm looking at the time like well we could have easily went for another yeah, right? half hour Easy, easy, <laughs> right? Easy. right. But I'm gonna tell you this though: before the road to 500 ends, we will have you on Why Not Sports to talk a little more about Jack Johnson, Muhammad Ali, and a couple others athletes that you no would love to, to to help uh, highlight some of their contributions to our community. And something we should know about that the average folk either don't remember or don't know. So I'm I'm putting that out right. there and saying thank you in advance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy. But um, but yeah, no, I man, wait. I appreciate I'm you. Looking bro. forward to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank well, you. Thank you for is, having me, man. It's, come on, this is man. dope. I tell you, this is what we do. I didn't have no script. I didn't have nothing. I was just like, right, hey, right. Push record. I got a few notes from mental notes that other than that, we just gonna do right. what we do. But is there yeah. anything else, man, you wanna add? Nah, man. It's been dope. This has been dope. I needed this. Cause you know, I always get I always need someone to listen to me talk about history. <laughs> you gonna let me talk, I'm gonna talk. <laughs> hey big dog, you talking to uh someone that loves to hear our people especially talk and that's what the platform is for, man. I, I I was just telling a few people, man. The purpose of me having platforms is because a lot of us don't have the trust or don't have a, a, a stable platform or outlet to where we can be ourselves without no judgment, and we can feel like right. you know our 
content or our story was, you know, impactful. So I told you when we spoke, you know, over the phone that I see the direction you're going. Obviously, oh yeah, it's not oh, that yeah. many of us when it comes to history. I've been in this game with podcasts, and I cannot name one other than one Mike history podcast that it's a black history podcast that I know in the podcast community. And I've been doing this since 2016. So you're doing something to catch my attention. That might as well, that might as well be a million years, man. 2016. That's so long <laughs> in the podcast the game. Man. You know what I mean? And yeah. still pushing, big dog. And thank you for your support. A- I want to make sure I put that out there again. Man, man, you want to you wanted the people that I look up to up mm-hmm. here in this game, man. It's you know, like I told you before, man, it's, it's very few people that I really appreciate what they're doing or the content, the content they're pushing. A lot of the content's a lot of the same, same, same. Okay, you're doing the same as everyone else, but you wanted a few that I'm like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Appreciate and, I, and I really, really enjoy that. I really love that, man. So, you know, why you give me praise? I'm giving you praise because I like, Thank I love you, what you're brother. doing. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, y'all, I gotta, I, I don't want to take too much of Country Boy's time because we got to bring him back for why not sports. And he needs time to gather up the information to deliver yeah, 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 yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. So, on that note, yeah. Country Boy, <laughs> let's let the world know, man, how they can find you and uh, listen to your podcast. Oh wow! Oh, well, you can find me on on Twitter at uh, One Mike History or at the Cut Podcast One. I'm also on IG at One Mike One Mike History. You can also find all of my links, all of these things at onemikehistory.com. It's a landing page for both my social media, for all of my links, for my YouTube channel. If you want to watch videos, because I have all all of this content I'm creating videos for, but I also have it in audio form. So, and you can reach out to me if you just want to talk to me. You just want to ask, uh, ask you know, pick my brain. I, I love it. This is, I do this on a regular basis. So, I'm you know, come see me. <laughs> to my avid listeners, and for those who first time listening and want to hear more about history from a brother that's given us things that the average media outlet don't hit on, hit up Country Boy. He told you how to find him. And even tell him, yeah, man, I heard you on the flagrant too with the big homie D Murph, yeah. man. Dope. <laughs> Just hey, that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Yeah. Well, world, thank y'all as usual. Uh, just making this step to a step closer for the road to 500. Um, happy New Year, happy New Year to you and yours, country boy. Thank you, brother. Want to make sure I put that thank out you. there as well. For real, for real. Thank the you, timing man. of it all is, is dope. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Murph. Find the Flagrant 2 Instagram page at flagrant2pod underscore. You can check out the website for both podcasts. Send me an email. Send me a note. Just kind of see how I'm moving at www.dmurphspeaks.com. Hey, y'all, we out. Uh, protect yourself. Continue to stay safe. And uh, y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh. 
Murph, you did it again. Setting trends like you winning the wind. Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins. Connecting dots now with all the pins. We just trying to be good men. Adore my wife and I love my kids. I never let them down, never let them frown. Never let a clown take a crown. Hit me because of brown, that's okay. I got the blood of a king. Saw it in the dream, ain't all what it seems. Try to turn us to fiends. We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all. And stop chasing that thrill, y'all. These beliefs trying to kill ya I'm just here trying to heal ya So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rocking with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So melanin Being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life And that's how we approach ya